listening to the Pass the Mic podcast, a podcast dedicated to amplifying female, trans, and non-binary voices in music. It's been a few weeks since I've released an episode of the podcast, and things have been pretty quiet over at Pass the Mic in general, as our home base of Minneapolis is still mourning the murder of George Floyd by the Minneapolis police. In Minneapolis and across the country, there has been an amazing amount of momentum around abolishing the police and creating lasting efforts to dismantle white supremacy. As we've seen, activism isn't just something that we can tap into for an hour or two. It's something that we have to practice every day. I was talking about some of these themes, activism, using your privilege, and community involvement when I recorded this podcast episode over Zoom in late May with Sarah Levy. Sarah is the vocalist of the Oakland, California-based emo and pop-punk band Pity Party. 
Pity Party released a new album on May 29th called Concrete, in which Sarah opens up about the sexual assault that she experienced while on tour and finds the strength to overcome this trauma. Pity Party's music is full of heavy themes like toxic masculinity and abuse, but their sound is loud, empowering, and fun. In addition to writing songs, playing guitar, and singing in Pity Party, Sarah is also a high school teacher and an activist. We talked about how she comes from a musical family and how teaching gave her an outlet to bridge music and community involvement. Keep listening to hear our full conversation. Well, welcome to the Pass the Mic podcast, Sarah. How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Pretty well. Yeah. Just having a chill Monday so far. Um, Yeah. How have you been doing the past couple months? I know things have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, It's definitely been a hard couple months. Um, It's definitely, I mean, I think it's like hard for all of us right now because it's like anybody, you know, that has like past trauma or mental health issues. It's like, you're having to do a lot of like structured self-care that I think like a lot of us aren't used to doing because like we all, I think a lot of us like naturally use avoidance um, and there's not a lot of things you can do to avoid the thoughts in your head right now. So it's like sitting with things and learning to sit with things. It's been interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything in particular? I know I've been trying to pick up some old hobbies and knit and do random things to keep myself occupied. Is there anything that you've been turning to lately? Yeah, um, as cliche as it is, I started a garden. Um, Nice. Yeah, gardening and cleaning. Huge self-care mechanisms. (laughs) Mm-hmm. definitely my go-tos. Nice. I can definitely relate. I feel like doing stuff like cleaning is the perfect way to like be productive, distract yourself, and you know, you can blast some tunes and still make it a fun thing. Yeah, and you feel good at the end too, because you're like not living in your own filth at the end of it. That's true. Yeah. I feel like I've been, you know, obviously spending a lot of time in my apartment now. So keeping my space clean and taking care of it has been like a really nice way to kind of unplug. Yeah. So how has how has music been the cup past couple of months? I know it's a weird time for artists. Um, so how have you been kind of relating with music in these past couple of months? Um, it's definitely been, I think, challenging, like figuring out um, the ways that like how to make it feel the same way that it used to feel. Um, so like we've kind of since we've been releasing a record this whole time, um, we've been definitely up on the live streams. Um, we started doing those really soon, but I think that we kind of like explored the acoustic medium for a long time. And then recently uh, we did a pseudo live show where we like set up as a house show in my living room and we played our set almost live. We played it without a drummer, uh, but that was the most fun. <laughs> it was like, we got to like jump off the couch, have it be like a little bit more like seeing a pity party show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you all are known for your live shows, and that's something that's really important to the band. Um, so that's really cool that you can still recreate some of that. Yeah, because it was definitely weird, like just sitting with an acoustic guitar alone in my room and being like, hmm, what are we missing here? <laughs> so we're happy to have found something that is like fun and we can get sweaty and have fun, but like s- still try to play shows and have like do kind of a normal thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's nice too. Like even for people watching it, like I've definitely missed going to shows and like, you know, I consider myself like a huge introvert, but like I've also been missing having those spaces to relate to other people and not feel self-conscious and to be able to dance and be sweaty and be surrounded by other people. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm getting some of that through live streams and like seeing musicians get really into it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's been a really a uh, unique time because it's like so many musicians that would have otherwise been like unaccessible um, because, you know, like you can't pay $50 for a concert ticket. It's like you're able to watch their live streams. And that's that's like a really cool point of accessibility for everybody because it kind of like eliminates the financial um, inaccessibility of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like too, like that goes for so many different types of accessibility. Like, you know, if some venues a lot of venues aren't accessible like physically for a lot of people. Um, so I feel like this online thing in some ways sucks, but in other ways is, you know, giving us new opportunities for things we can do even after this time. Exactly. It like gives us kind of like um, a way to like just continue to have accessible shows like when we are allowed to, you know, continue to have shows or I guess like once the world opens up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So I wanted to ask a little bit, I know Pity Party has been around for a number of years, um, but I wanted to ask how you started playing music um, and how you got into doing music kind of, you know, full time or whatever that means for you. Yeah. um, That, so I guess I started music really young. Um, I have the privilege of coming from a Uh, World War II family. My grandma ran from the Nazis her whole life. And so she learned every language known to mankind. That's not true, but she knows like (laughs) a bazillion languages. Um, And so when she moved to the States, she was offered a job as an opera translator. Um, And so our family's like, and my other side of the family's also very musical. So we've always been like, when you're five, you start an instrument. And you know, like, um, so I started with piano when I was five and kind of like, because my grandma was like, you got to do it. Um, and then I didn't I didn't actually get to play the guitar. I remember my brother got like a cherry red Epiphone SG model because um, he wanted to play the guitar. And I really wanted to play the guitar too. But I got to borrow my mom's old acoustic. And so I would like, my brother, great, you know, great, uh, great scientist. Um, but all he did was play Modest Mouse covers on his <laughs> sweet electric guitar um so i slowly crept in and stole it from him (laughs) and then i started i think at like 14 i started um teaching myself to play guitar um and then like around 16 i started playing in bands um in high school and just like playing in really bad bands (laughs) Uh, and that's kind of how i started in music Mm -hmm. nice so when did pity party become a band and how did you all start playing together um, we started about five years ago. It was the day before Halloween. Um, we started together out of, we kind of were born out of uh, old Screamo project. Um, there was a band that Dustin used to be in called Place Called Home. And a lot of our members, um, when we started, were in that band. And so they had gone on like a 45 day full US tour. Um, and when they came home, they had this whole like, they had each started a new band. Um, And so there was Pity Party, Popular Kids, and Awful House. And they were all these, like, it was like, there was this huge, like, comic book series around it. 
Um, but everybody ended up starting their own bands. And I think we're the only ones that like kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were yeah born from this like silly idea from tour that ended up just like being a joke taken too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Well, that's so cool that you've stuck around through all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a really adventurous five years. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. So now you're getting ready to put out a new album um, pretty soon. Actually, you've got Concrete coming out in just a couple of days. Um, how does it feel to be releasing this record? It is definitely, um, <clears throat> this is the, this record I would say is like the best feeling record. This record feels the most us. And I think like for a lot of reasons, it's definitely, um, it's a record that covers cohesively, um, like, I guess the record in its entirety is about sexual trauma. And we've never had a piece uh, or a project that's been cohesive. Um, we've always had, you know, like, a bunch of songs that we've put together. Um, but this one we're putting forward with like a delivered intent. It's like the entire record is kind of like walking you through like a healing process. Um, and we're putting it out in collaboration with sexual violence prevention resources um, in order to just like kind of hope that people that it, you know, the material effects are able to be supported by those resources and feel a little less alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that this album is a pretty personal one to you. Um, How does it feel to be releasing music that's so personal? And, you know, is that empowering? Is it scary? What are some of the different emotions that come with that? I think it's funny. I talk with my therapist about this every Friday at 11 a.m. I feel that it's extremely empowering. Um, But I think that something I've been thinking about a lot lately is... um, I guess like what type of material should be coming out in a world where people are already struggling so much um, and spending so much time kind of like reminiscing on negative things. Um, It feels really weird to be like releasing a record with such a heavy, you know, like personal message in a time where everybody's kind of sitting with their own heavy personal things. Um, And, you know, I think I had in, in like any other time it would like I would feel excited and empowered. Um, and I think a part of me, well, a huge part of me feels that excitement and that empowerment. And then a small part of me is like, wow, I wish I, that I didn't put sad things into the world when everybody's already so sad. Mm-hmm. But I hope that it, you know, the sadness isn't the part that's taken from it. And maybe like the solidarity is the part that people hold on to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and I can imagine that that's harder to right now because you're not able to have live shows. And um, I feel like that can be one component that, like we kind of talked about, it can build a lot of solidarity. Um, But I think even without that piece, like one thing that I love about this album is just your sound and, you know, Pity Party's music is so uplifting and energetic. Um, And even though we can't go dance along to it at a live show, um, you know, I think some of that is still uplifting and something that I've been doing a lot lately, I feel like, is listening to music that is sad and maybe it deals with heavy things, but that you can just dance along to and kind of work through some of those woes. That's totally all we've ever wanted to be is like... (laughs) sad shit that you got to work through, but like in a dance happy way. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah. 
Totally. You've put out a couple music videos too, um, which I've been watching. I watched a bunch of them earlier today and I feel like they also kind of embody this, you know, serious topics, um, but with a kind of more jokey or uplifting energy. Um, how did some of those music videos to come together? I was watching the one for Concrete earlier, which was amazing. Um, what was some of the inspiration behind that video? So Concrete is a video, uh, for those who haven't seen it, is kind of like a pity party, uh, is the best way I could think to describe it. Uh, my bandmates are punching me, are exploding things in my face, there's cake thrown at me. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's an entire little pity party. Um, and the actual, the original video for it was so cool. So the original video was going to be... Um, seniors in high school have to do something called a civic engagement project and so my students wanted to do an anti-bullying project um and so we had come up with this really awesome music video for concrete where the students were like empowering each other and well the idea was that bob was going to be made fun of and then the students were going to like stand up for bob and show you know how just small actions can prevent bullying um and there was going to be a piece where the students could share experiences that where they've been bullied and, you know, what people did to help and how we can keep each other safe. Um, and then shelter in place happened uh, mm -hmm. very suddenly. So as soon as our friend Drew uh, flew up to do the music video, schools shut down the day he arrived. Wow. So it was like he got off the flight. I picked him up. I went to work. And then uh, I went home halfway through the day because schools had been shut down. <laughs> uh, and so we realized like, you know, day before we were like, okay, we can't do this music video in any way, shape or form anymore. What are we going to do? Uh, and so we came up with that idea really quickly, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. I never would have known, but I hope someday maybe we get like a part two music video, see the that original concept. So cool. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do like more, um, like, I really want to see, I think this idea of like seeing what type of community involvement my students want to do and then like finding media that can support that. Um, I've like found is a really fun part of like bridging education and music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool that you get to bring those two worlds together. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it sounds like that's been a really cool kind of tangible like teaching tool. Um, you know, even though that music video didn't get to happen. Um, that's really cool that you're able to, yeah, bridge those two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think especially like realizing how important education's, you know, become to me working in it the last four years. It's like, I think that finding a way to bridge the two worlds is like the happiest, the happiest I could be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any lessons that you've learned or skills that you use as a teacher that have been transferable to music? So many i would actually say like vice vice versa almost like the things that i learn like music has made me so much better of an educator because like if you think about it like the charisma that you have to have you know like doing stage banner between songs um is kind of you know it like i feel like it prepared me uh for being able to like you know handle the lulls of a class like between lessons or like you know really how to take charge of a class so like I can get up in front of a class and put on my crazy Miss Levy voice, you know, and it's like almost the same as getting up in front of a crowd and being like, it's time to play masculinity as a prison. Like, <laughs> and it feels, you know, it like feels the same. I use like the same goofy tools 
to like get students engaged as I would to get a crowd engaged. So it's like, Mm-hmm. That's what I always tell students when they're like, I'm gonna drop out of school and become a rocker like you, Miss Levy. I'm like, don't drop out of school because all this stuff is interconnected and you need all these skills like together to be happy and like fine, you know, be able to mm-hmm. do the fulfilling things that you you determine in life. Yeah, exactly. You can tell them stay in school and become a rocker. Exactly. <laughs> nice. That's so cool. Yeah, I saw that you are also giving some of the proceeds from Concrete to the Girls Rock Camp in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. And we're really grateful and happy that we've been like promoting um, the Girls Rock Virtual Camp this summer on all of our live streams. Um, And whoever anonymously donated a bunch of money, thank you. Uh, Girls Rock Camp has been getting a lot of money from our viewers. So we're really, really, really grateful for that. Um, But it's an organization I've worked for girls rock camp for the last two years. Um, and I, you know, wanted to work for it since I found out like about it, I think like four years ago. Um, but it's just the best organization in the entire world. Like I can't imagine, you know, teaching kids how to play instruments, pairing them with a band and having them do empowering workshops. Like how do you prevent violence within relationships? How do you, you know, use like, uh, media art is a creative expression. How do we journal to find, you know, self-relief, like being able to give that type of like radical love and self-acceptance is so, so important to young people's growth. And like, we will, you know, love and support Girls Rock Camp until the end of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yeah, I've been teaching at the Girls Rock Camps here in Minneapolis for many years. Yes, family! Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, that is... Rock Camp instructors. <laughs> yeah, I'm gearing up to teach at... We're also doing virtual camp this year. So getting used to it, I'm sure it's going to be a big adjustment, but still definitely looking forward to it. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to see how it plays out. And like, I think that's kind of the silver lining that I've taken uh, from canceling all of the tours is I'm like, well, I get to be here for virtual summer camp. So I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's an awesome silver lining. Yeah. Even though the tours aren't happening, that the girls rock camp Alliance was actually like a huge uh, resource for booking tours, like, you know, getting young previous girls rock camp bands to be openers reaching out to, they have European legs of Girls Rock Camp, so reaching out even for our Europe tour um, to Ruby Tuesday, which is like their chapter in Berlin. Um, But it's like, it's so amazing to see what we can do and you know, when we have this network and we're all connected and we're all kind of like focused on one goal. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, totally. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to or trying to do to um, either promote this album or kind of celebrate it virtually or in other you know new ways um that's a great question we are trying i guess like i'm not sure when this podcast will come out um but wednesday uh we'll be doing like a full live stream of the record um i think that self-releasing and having this you know this like time where everything is like virtually promoted um has been like, I guess a really good time to get connected with people. Um, We've kind of been doing a call to the community um, and we've been offering the record for free to anybody who volunteers uh, within their community. So we'd started 
with, I think like anyone who volunteers within their community, just like, tell us what you do and you know, we'll give you a certain percent off the record and now we're doing it. So everybody just gets the record for free. Um, and it's just been so cool to read. Like it's less about promoting the record, but it's been so cool to read about the ways that people are affecting their communities. Um, and just like the effort that people are doing. Cause I think like, especially as an activist, like it feels, uh, some days can feel extremely exhausting. Um, and I think it like rejuvenates and empowers us to read about the efforts that other people are doing and the ways that things are changing positively for people around them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's definitely been my favorite part of releasing this record has been like being able to like be connected and see the ways that, um, see the ways that people are changing things around them for the better. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll also be having, this is like my cool moment to make a bump about this, uh, Pity Party Hot Sauce uh, <laughs> coming soon. I think we'll probably be putting it up online soon, but there's an amazing Pity Party Hot Sauce made by our friend Sauce Boy in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it's our friend Jacob. He plays in a band called Actual Fucking Garbage. Um, but he is a hot sauce entrepreneur. And so we have a pity party brand of hot sauce that was actually flavored, uh, from listening to the record. So you can eat it wow. while you listen to the record and it will hopefully, the taste will make you think of the record. Um, that's so and, cool. Yeah. We're doing all these like weird things cause I've <laughs> had a little bit more time. And so, um, I've been, I got into candle making and there's, I'm making candles, uh, each scent, like each song has a different scent. Um, and so you can get like a candle pack and you can light them while you listen to the songs and then like smell, oh. the, <laughs> smell the smell of each song. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. So many sensory experiences to go along oh. with this music. So much. I, okay, this is excessive, but I am going to launch into my third thing. So the third thing, and I'll be putting this one online, I'm not sure when, but um the empathy music video for those of you who haven't seen it is a murder mystery music video. Uh, and once you watch it, um, if you're interested in solving the murder, because the video does not tell you who kills Bob. Um, I have a murder mystery game pack that I made. I like, I wonder if I can show it to you. <laughs> um, but it's a case file. You open the case file. You're given all of this evidence. Uh, you go through each of the pieces of evidence. You watch videos of community interviews. Um, and then using like a little guide, you try to solve the murder on your own. Um, so it's kind of like a little catch a killer box. And by the end of it, you'll figure out who murdered Bob. Wow. So cool. I feel like that is bringing back memories from my early days playing Clue. And yeah. I'm getting very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I, I think we worked real hard on this one and we outdid ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, lots of fun merch to check out. Good reminder to go check out Pity Party online, find some of this merch, great ways to keep yourself occupied during quarantine. Yeah. Going back a little bit, um, it sounds like you do a ton of work in activism and community involvement. Um, when did you start getting involved in activism or volunteering? Um, and yeah, how did that get to be really important in your life? Um, I've definitely always, um, I think since I was like really young, I've always, um, had kind of like this thought of like, how, what can I do? What can I do to change things? Um, and I guess back to my grandparents too, my grandparents are both like extremely community involved people. Um, and so that was kind of like something really imparted on me, um, as a young person, like what can you do to help others? Um, and kind of always like 
think with that mindset. Um, so from a young age, I kind of like navigated um, as like a caregiver and just figuring out like, you know, when I was in high school, I was protesting Iraq war, you know, when I was like in, I don't know, like just through it, I've kind of been trying to figure out the best ways that people need support and who to help try to advocate for. Um, and then I think like, especially um, after I was able to like leave the the traumatic uh, relationship that I was in, I think I like really felt like I had so much like time and like rejuvenated energy um, to be able to focus just myself on others. Um, and especially like, as we all know, like while we're healing through trauma, it really helps for us to focus on others, right? Because it's like, even, you know, it's, it, it helps us break up the amount of our own things that we process and take it more digestible chunks. Um, and so I really put a lot of energy and education gave me a huge avenue um, to be able to give my energy to others. Um, and then most recently, um, I guess like through COVID, um, I've become a part of this organization called uh, the Concern. Um, it's the Coalition of Concerned Medical Professionals. Um, and what we do is we do uh, like resource distribution, like food, protective equipment, but we also do uh, phone advocacy for individuals who either don't have the time or resources uh, to fight their battles within the medical industrial complex um, or people that don't have access to insurance, whether it's because of, you know, documentation or number of reasons. Um, but we kind of just like fight against health insurance for poor people. Um, and that's been where I've really found like a lot of um, just like happiness and ability to help like it's really crazy how much your time and ability to just like speak for somebody who doesn't have the ability to can really change their circumstance in a positive way mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome I feel like this you know that is another one of the silver linings of this time is, you know, people are, I think, really looking towards each other and trying to find ways that they can use their privileges and help each other out. Um, do you have any advice for people, especially right now, since we are feeling a little bit more isolated? Um, any advice for someone who wants to help out and maybe get more involved in their community? Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot that you can do, especially like sheltering in place, right? Because we want to stay safe. Um, and we want to be able to keep other people safe, but we want to be able to help. Um, there are so many different phone and text lines. Most counties have a suicide crisis text line um, that you can become trained to become a counselor for. Um, and if you want something where you can more immediately help, um, pretty much in every single school district, and they'll be doing this for the entire summer, uh, you can distribute food uh, within your, I think, I know within California, it has to be within a half mile of every single student that food is being distributed. So it should be within a half mile of your house as well that food is being distributed. Um, so a quick walk away from your house, you can feed like hundreds of families a day. Um, there's so many things that you can do. But email me at pityxparty at gmail.com if you want to look for something in your neighborhood and I'll connect you to something um, within your city or state. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, sounds like there are tons of ways to get involved right now. Yeah, there's so much and there's so many people that need so much because like right now, if you have a job, you're in like the top 30% of, you know, people making money in this country. So that's, you know, we're in a very overwhelming time. Um, and so whatever we can do to give our energy outward is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally.
Is there anything else you want to shout out? Where can people find Pity Party online? Um, how can we reach you? Yeah, so Spotify, Apple Music. Um, you can definitely check out our merch at pityparty.limitedrun.com. You can send us an email at pityxparty at gmail.com. We love reading things. Uh, we just love little messages and staying connected so, so much. And it's been like such a good part of this time is to just send us a little blurb or a picture of your cat. Um, oh my God, my cat's being really cute right now. But <laughs> go and check us out online. Yeah, check us out on Spotify. Our record will be out on Friday. Share it with your friends. Check out our YouTube videos. Send us a picture of you dancing with your dog. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So as a closing question, I like to ask all of my podcast guests to give a shout out to someone. This could be someone you know personally. It could be someone you've never met. Um, basically anyone who inspires you or makes your life a little bit better. Oh my God, I have so many. Okay, can I do a dual shout out? Totally. Okay, so I'm super prepared. Um, so my first shout out, I want to shout out my friend um, Tyler Dykema, who is one of my best friends. He lives in Michigan. I miss the hell out of him. Uh, he runs something called Skitch and Speaks, um, and he does a lot of advocacy um, for making sure that venues are accessible, for making sure that everybody's voice is heard. He's an amazing person. Go follow Skitch and Speaks. Um, and then my second shout out. Uh, my second shout out is to all of my graduating seniors at Oakland Technical High School. I am so proud of you. This, okay, so we've been joking since 10th grade about what it was going to look like when I cried profusely. So I will be making TikToks <laughs> of me crying to every single one of my students' graduations. But I oh very gosh. specifically want to shout out, um, and these students are also shouted out on our record, uh, but Robert Lacey, Jimena Flores, and Odalis Alva. Um, you have all been so amazingly empathetic in your time in high school. You guys have shown so much growth. You guys have given so much to other students. You've taken students under your wing. Like you have shown us what messing around looks like and you've shown us what being the most successful, amazing young people advocating for yourself and others looks like. And so go y'all, you graduated high school. You did this shit. I am so, so proud of all of my graduating seniors this year. I cannot imagine a world without them. I am so grateful for the life that they've given me. I got an education and started teaching these students when I left the shitty situation that I was in. And I cannot imagine, like, they have given me everything in this world. And so I am so proud of them and so excited for them to go on to the next step. Oh. Wow. Well, yeah, a big shout out to all the graduates in 2020. Yes. Um, big congratulations. Everywhere. We're so proud of you. You did it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking some time to come on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. One, two, three. One, two,
Pity Party's album Concrete is out now. It includes the song Empathy, which you heard at the beginning of this episode, and the title track Concrete, which you're listening to right now. The Pass the Mic podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean, and you can keep up with everything Pass the Mic at pass-the-mic.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.